Hey, party people. It is March the 9th, 2022 here in Cairo, Egypt, and the time is 2.35 p.m. How y'all doing? Well, your girl is four months out and things are happening, and I'm really excited today because uh, there's been a growth spurt, and that growth spurt is that I have my kind of first official interview on one year in Egypt today. My guest today is Kim Fox. Now, let me tell you our quick origin story. Um, Kim is in the expats group that I always talk about here on the podcast. And recently, I told you, ladies and gentlemen, about the uh, Malcolm X Speaks, where Sister Nzinga Wright uh, did a perform a social performance piece at the CIC and Kim was there. We had been kind of crossing each other's paths on the um, WhatsApp. Um, but I'm gonna tell y'all, I'm here, I'm here for a lot of different reasons and I never included, you know, I just, for some reason, I just never thought I would meet other black people. I don't know what I was thinking, but uh, I, I just didn't include that in my health plan when I came here. So when I started meeting and seeing other, you know, black people and people of color here, I, I would get excited. But I was still also like very afraid to go out by myself. I was depending, codependent on my roommate to do a lot of stuff. And y'all know how me and <clears throat> me and Brit- British Becky work out. So, you know, I had to get to a point where I was just going out by myself and uh, going to the X Speaks uh, situation was a part of that. Well, I meet Kim there, and Kim is there with her friends, and we just, you know, just kind of put faces with names. And then, like, a day later, she sends out an invitation to a podcast festival. Now, once again, I don't process it. I just, it's something that I want to do. It's, it's, it's my jive. Y'all know I, you know... I'm a nerd and I'm not interested in socializing. I want to learn while I'm here. I want to have experiences that um, culturally enhance me being on this planet. And I'm also in this healing space. So I was like, ooh, a podcast festival. I'm in. Um, So I get to this podcast and I'm calling it a podcast festival because that's what it was to me at the time. I get there and I don't have a clue. I just know it's on the AUC campus the um the univ- UAC the U- the university the American AUC the American University campus at Cairo is where I went when I went to the jazz festival so this was my second time being on this campus and um so I get to the campus and I can't get into the festival because I don't have my vax card I told y'all about that well uh Kim's friends I stand outside for like an hour and a half. I go into the bookstore, come out. So I'm like roaming around for like an hour and a half. And, you know, God, but God didn't want me in there at the time. That's all I have to say that y'all was my fault for not having my Vax card. Because I assumed I didn't need it because Egypt is just a random kind of place. Some places you go and they say you need it and you don't need it. And I took it for granted that I didn't need it. Anyway, long story short, I get into this festival and I had missed pretty much every presentation except the last one. Now, when I got in there, Kim was standing at the back, you know, and I'm like, oh, she's working the festival, you know. <laughs> I'm like, that's dope. She's working the festival. Y'all, I, we get to this last uh, seminar, and luckily it was in English. And they introduced Kim, 
And she is the founder of this festival. The, the creator, the curator, the mastermind, the beast. And I'm just like, well, I be damned. I'm seriously sitting there like, what is going on right now? Because I've been claiming new territory. Y'all know I've been doing witchcraft up here in this, uh, this room in Egypt. I be lighting candles and playing with tarot cards. So it's a lot of stuff that I'm claiming in my health plan, uh, my mental health plan that are happening. And I'm just meeting amazing people. So today, uh, for a very short time, I have with us Miss Kim Fox. Show your love for Kim Fox, y'all. Welcome, Kim. Are you, are you, uh, well, yeah, I, yeah, I'm here, honey. I love you. You gave me all the flowers, sister. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so, um, give us a little bit of your origin story. Um, where are you from and how you ended up here in, uh, Egypt, in, in Cairo? Yeah. Ohio's my home state as far as born and raised. I started working in radio at a young age there, and so I did uh, radio in college as well. And I kind of went, you know, I didn't really go out. I went to Buffalo, but, you know, Buffalo, New York is what it is. But I was doing morning radio there, and I did morning radio in Cincinnati. So radio has been my background and my passion, you know, since since I was young. Uh, And that's pretty much what brought me here to Cairo as well, because I saw a job posted on uh, the Chronicle of Higher, Higher Education, it's where a lot of jobs in academia are posted. And this one said, you know, to teach radio courses. Mm. I'm like, hey, I've done that. I can do that. You know, like, that's my, that's my jam. But I was like, oh, that's in Cairo. I don't know about that part. That's kind of scary. But I said, you know, it's like the lottery. You, you got to be in it to win right. it. So if, I, if I, I want to get the job and if I don't want it, I can turn it down. But you got to get in there. And so I applied and went through all the procedures. And it was pretty amazing, their, their hiring process. I was hired in the in December of twenty of two thousand eight. Okay. And wasn't coming to Cairo until that August of two thousand nine. So that I had a lot of time to prepare and say, Hey, do I really want to do this? And so yeah, that was that's how I went from you know just being uh, working at a radio station. I was working at an NPR affiliate in Ohio in Columbus, mm-hmm. and gave up that job and moved here. Wow. And let me say this, y'all. She's been here 12 years. I'm over here struggling right. with eight months. I'm at, I'm at the point now where a baby could have been born, and I'm struggling. I am struggling. She has been here 12 years, y'all. Like, there's, there's, there's literally a black, Amer- you know, a woman born in black America who has been surviving. And I'm sure there are many more out here, but she's here. She is here. She's thriving. And she's in education. Which I think um, that's like a mind, body, soul. That's like a three-pointed star to me. That's that's like you're thriving. I I love that. Right. So let's... I always say I appreciate I appreciate everyone who's you know teaching and educators. I'm like, but the big kids are a real special thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know what they they all are. They all are. Like I'm. Right. I deal with my sixth graders, and I'm like. I think we all feel like you know. I I call myself the middle school whisperer. I feel like I'm a middle school. That's my that's my lane. Don't put me anywhere higher or anywhere lower. I am interested in higher education because I've never fully evolved into that. I did one adjunct position once and, right. you know, uh, haven't been able to get back in there. But, yeah. Um, so um, I read that you um, were in Ohio. You had received a... 
what is called a short-term scholarship to do, uh, I guess, lectures. Go ahead. No, go ahead and finish. Okay, uh, I guess like audio boot camps. Was that like a, well, let me ask you first about the scholarship. Was that like a Rhodes or like a, a Fulbright? And then I want you to explain what is an audio boot camp? What did, what was that, what did that look like? I think that was my first sabbatical. My university gives me a sabbatical every six years and you can take a semester or a year. If you take a semester, it's fully paid. If it's a year, it's half paid. Okay. So I think that was my first sabbatical. I took a semester off in 2015, perhaps. And I went back to my alma mater. So it was not a Rhodes or or, uh, or Fulbright. I okay. haven't been privy to get one of those yet. I think I've missed the, the, the Fulbright three times. So wow. I can't decide if I should try for a fourth time. If, if, if the fourth time I apply, it's gonna be the charm for me. But so when I, I proposed to my alma mater, I said, hey, they wanted to do some podcasting stuff. And I'm like, yeah, like obviously I know how to do that. And we just decided to put together like a six week boot camp. And so that was, for, so it would be more extracurricular for the students. They wouldn't be getting credit, credit for it. It's, it's something outside of their classes. And so we, we structured it in terms of what did they want the students to learn? Like, what do you want the students to know when they come out of this boot camp? Mm -hmm. And they wanted them to be able to do narrative nonfiction pieces to be on the local public radio station. Okay. And so that helped us structure, well, here's what we're going to do in these six weeks. You know, if we're trying to teach them how to hone their interviewing skills, we didn't focus a lot on audio production. We just focused on developing stories, pitching, pitching stories, doing the interviews, uh, getting out in the field, you know, and, and just communicating and networking with people. Okay. Okay. So this opportunity, these sabbaticals have taken you to Beirut. You've been to Hungary. You've been like in these space, like it, I'm, I'm, my mind is literally blown. So do you do this? Like, are you going to be going somewhere soon next? Or is that kind of behind you now? No, no, no. I'm definitely doing more of that. Um, it's funny because my, I couldn't get into my work email. And so I was pulling up on the phone and someone just invited me to London in the fall. Oh, congratulations. So, <laughs> so so I'm like, this is this thing is moving. But these opportunities, and I kind of felt the same way. It's like like public speaking. Like I want to do more paid public speaking. Right. And this is similar to that. Like how do I get someone to sort of fund me to go to these places? Even if it's not paying me, if they're paying my airfare, my hotel, like that's sufficient for me. If they don't pay me to do the speaking, you've at least taken care of the travel. And so I've figured out how to align myself to you know, to again, to network and meet the right people who can then present these opportunities to, to me that are in my field. And I, I do have one more coming up. This one hasn't been confirmed, but it's supposed to be three weeks in, in Abu Dhabi in January. Wow. Mm -hmm. So I am very conscientiously looking at these opportunities and trying to fit them into my schedule. Uh, you know, and just to, and it really is to tell the world about the possibilities in podcasting. Like there are so many things that can be done. I mean, I hate, you know, I hate to sort of brag, but it's been an amazing week. No, brag, girl, I'm... brag. Toot your own <laughs> horn. Please toot your own right. horn. It's just like, who's going to do it? But last week, I won two really big international awards. 
they're like the Oscars of for faculty who, who teach and do audio. Wow. And so I had told myself prior to the awards, even though I submitted like several, I was just like, I don't think they're good enough to win. And, you know, that's going to be my goal for this year off from teaching is to win one of these awards. Nice. Girl, on the first, they had two nights for awards. And on the first night, I'm, I, I show up to the awards like everybody else. I'm like, who's, who's going to win? <laughs> and they announced that I won the big award. It comes like a thousand dollars. It's like, yes. are you kidding? Yes. And they caught my expression because I was totally caught off guard. So I'm just like, I'm totally stunned. And so the next night I had a student in the competition. I'm like, well, of course I was going to show up because I still had one more award. And I, you know, I just think I'm just going to get a regular award. And it took the big award too. Mm. So I won two. It's the first time in the competition's history that someone won two in the same year. Come on, black girl. Come on, black girl magic. Come on. (laughs) So then we had had Podfest Cairo, which was amazing. So I'm so glad you came out. It was really nice uh, to be in that space. Mm -hmm. You know, all the creators are there and they're asking uh, such great questions. And the podcasters are there sharing their wealth of knowledge. Uh, and, and my team is absolutely amazing, mostly yeah. all women. And, and we've been doing it. This is the third one we've done. The first one was face to face just before COVID hit. And last year we were online. So we were excited to be to be face to face again. Uh, and then yesterday, uh, no, yesterday. Yeah, yesterday I had a big research article come out about Egyptian female podcasters. Ooh. And it's in one of the top it's in one of the top education journals. And everyone's like, what is happening? Like, all of the things are happening right now. That's good. You're, you're reaping. You're reaping from years and years of focus and, and hard work. And that's just how it happens. I don't know why these people out here trying to get do stuff quickly. But uh, you are a living example and monument of, you know, someone once told me, you know, keep your head low. Keep, fi- keep your head low and keep firing. It was some military talk, you know, meaning like you just keep, you know, doing what you're doing. And when you decide to look up, you will reap those benefits. And I am just thankful to witness it because I didn't know. I didn't know whose presence I was in. I didn't. And I still, you know, now when I meet people, I'm like, should I go home and Google them? Like, it seems like such a nerd thing to do because I'm really, uh, you know, I'm just trying to survive you know not just in egypt but just you know just live you live your life um so i I love that about you you know just being adventurous and going out there you know asking your question at the pod fest yeah i think that's very important but i will say i wish you would have sent me a note to let me know that you couldn't get in i started to i think I think it goes to your point of you saying it just wasn't meant for me to get in there earlier. Yeah. I was just like, well, maybe. I started to, <laughs> but you remember when um, I couldn't get into, I couldn't find the door to the right. to X-Speaks. To the CIC event. <laughs> and, and, and I, I mean, it was, I, I'm an I'm a on-time person. So I knew mm-hmm. that Nsinka was probably meditating. She was probably getting ready to go on stage. And I was like, can somebody let me in? <laughs> and she was the only person I knew. So I was just like, you know what? I'm okay because what happened was I went to the wrong entrance at first. And the guy was like, you going to the bookstore? And I was like, sure. So when he let me in and I was going to just walk on by that little bookstore, he was like, no, you got to go to the bookstore. 
Well, I'm a nerd. So I was like, let me just go to the bookstore and then I'll go home. And by the time I got into the bookstore, Ed texted and I was like, okay, well, me and Ed will just go hang out. And then I walk out to meet Ed and I run into your friend. The, My friend. Yes. Well. Yes. Manuel and, and the sister from Guinea. I can never remember her name. I'm, I apologize yeah, for that. But they, gotcha. and you know, Ed pulled out his magic card and he was like, let me see if I can get you in. And sure enough, we all walk in at the same time. So I accept that. I accept that it was, it was, I'm, I got in and, um, it was my it was my shit. It was my vibe. Like it was just it was my vibe. It was right on time. It was in place with something that I'm now cultivating and trying to develop. And podcast uh, Podfest Cairo to be a part of the very first one. The very like first like COVIDy. You know, <laughs> we got on masks. But to be talking about something that I'm interested in, and here's another thing. I have a degree in broadcasting. I wanted to be the first DJ before women were even, like, it was going to be me and Spinderella at a certain point in my life. And I love it. Yeah, I ended up working at a bookstore and ended up, you know, being an author and moving into teaching from there. So let's talk about Podfest Pod Cairo. Your, your baby, um... This this really beautiful thing that is growing. When we were there, you mentioned fintech. What is fintech? Fintech is when you're using technology to do financial oh. business or transactions. So it could be as easy as you know you have an app. You know this very well. An app for your bank. Right. Right. <laughs> or you know, like how do you transfer money? So that's a part of the fintech, but not everything. And so, you know, Egypt is a little bit behind. They did do a pretty good push to get people to adopt it a little bit more during COVID. Uh, some of the banks, you know, don't want you to come in face to face. So they tried to make you do as many transactions online or via an app as possible. So that's basically what your FinTech is. A lot of startups who are doing that kind of technology to make all of these digital transactions with money. Okay. So how does podcasting fit in with fintech? That's about Same thing. How monetizing. Do we, how do we use Exactly. It's about monetizing. And so the one thing I didn't mention at Podfest is like how can we need to do a hackathon, especially here in Egypt, to say how how you know, because people are really not thinking outside of the box right. in terms of monetization. It's just like, no, we really need to just disrupt this entire thing to say we have a different system here in Egypt than in the U.S. or Australia or the U.K. where these fintech, you know, like a Patreon uh, is really, you know, and a buy me a coffee. Those platforms work well for people, but we don't have those. And if we do, they're not as successful as they are in the U.S. Right. because we are a cash-based, a cash-based uh, community. So if we're trying to move to a, you know, a non-cash base, then how do we do that? And that's the thing. It's just like, I'm not trying to ask poor people to give me all of their money, but they may appreciate, appreciate what I do and they want to give me something. Right. And how do we facilitate that without yeah. making people go broke? You know, like you can't, everyone can't do a Western union where there are fees on top of this and no one wants to do that. So we need to be thinking of more viable options to monetize our podcast. In the end, monetization for podcasts is going to have to be layered. 
Okay. Like there's you, you aren't going to just be going for one stream. It is going to have to be, I'm doing this over here, I'm doing YouTube over here, and I'm doing Patreon here, and I'm doing this other thing here. And all of these bits are going to add up to a little bit more. And I think it's like you just said, you're sowing things, and then the reap is going to come. Okay. That makes sense. I uh, One of the things that hit me hard, uh, you know, people are asking me, am I coming back? And I, I keep saying, I have to go home and regroup because... I didn't know you couldn't cash app over here. I didn't know you couldn't Zelle over here. So, like, a lot well, that's of... The, and that's the fintech of it, right? Okay, it makes sense now, yes. Yes, because a sister had to just, like, pull back. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to ask y'all to do anything else. And you, I don't know if you heard that podcast that time where I was on the expat saying, I got this financial situation and I need somebody to help me these vpn was, numbers all of I that i was following it in real time <laughs> <laughs> like how do we help this sister out like we, we were trying to i mean that's a nice place to crowdsource because they were giving you some options yes right? and i got all the answers i needed and i'm i'm where i need to be and what's interesting is my brother back home in florida he is um he invests in crypt- cryptocurrency so i've mm. i've been able to use some of my earnings here to, uh, I guess, support or invest. And it seems to be a really good deal. So I'm going to have to get him on when I get back to the States and just have him talk about it as a black man who is doing the Bitcoin thing because he is reaping. He's really reaping. And this is a little bit of that fintech as well. Okay. But convincing people to buy in, like you said, you've taken that leap. Yeah, I haven't taken that. I'm following it and I'm watching it like where do I get in but you're right it gives black people agency right like you know you you can't just go in and buy a bank and you can't go some of do these big banking transitions but here we are with this crypto you know this bitcoin and these nfts it's like we are sort of evening the playing field right and in terms of you know being lucrative if you play it right I mean I guess it's kind of like a gamble as well so it can be here today gone tomorrow but it's something that you want to be involved with now, like your brother right. is. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. So um, I, I heard the hackathon. I heard scaffolding in terms of, you know, layering. How are we, how are we doing podcasting? What, uh, did you have a theme for this year? Was there a theme aligned with uh, uh, pod, the, the pod festival? Fest. No, we don't. We haven't done things for PodFest. I mean, we've done different things every year. Uh, and next year will be different as well. Okay. Uh, but this year was much smaller because I wasn't sure that the university was going to allow us to do it face to face, even though we had been planning. Normally, we'd have a, a, a keynote speaker, someone who we fly in mm-hmm. from somewhere outside of Egypt, uh, but we didn't pull that off. And so that's why we did have it very short and compact. I thought it was a nice program, but usually it's a little bit longer and a little bit more programming. So, no, we, we normally don't do things, but the goal is to bring our listener and creator communities together to have a dialogue on all things audio. Okay. I love it. I love it. Well, I'm here for it. Uh, I'm not going to hold you any longer. I know you're, you're packing, getting ready to go. My heart is going with you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Is there any... I'm going to miss you. <laughs> Will you I'm, I'll, I'll be right there. You can just look over your shoulder and I promise you I'll pop up. Um, can it. you let everyone know where to find you um, in the um, stratosphere of yes. the, the My social Yes. My second network? home is Twitter. 
and so you'll find me there, Kim Fox W O S U. That's a long story, but it's K I M F O X W O S U. And I'm also on Instagram. I do a little bit of activity there. O Radio Girl, O H Radio Girl. And if you Google that, you'll probably find me anywhere else. So like, I'm very active on Snapchat. Everyone's like, what? Like, I don't know. (laughs) Snapchat is like my my dumping ground. So I I usually take everything and just put it on Snapchat. And then I go and curate and send it to the other channels. So I'll pull something, stuff from there. So yeah, I'm still on Snapchat as as O Radio Girl. And, And yeah, that's where you can find me. Okay, well, thank you so much for... Oh, I didn't talk about the podcast. I didn't talk about my podcast. Okay, let's do it. What is your podcast? Tell me about it. That was the one that won the award. That won the award. Yes. I'm like, I always forget. I kid you not, I always forget. It's It's called the Echie Amasur Podcast. Say that again. Echie Amasur. Yeah, E-H-K-Y-E-Y-A. Masur. And Masur means Egypt. M-A-S-R. Echie Amasur Podcast. It means tell your story, Egypt. And it's a it's a narrative nonfiction podcast about living in Egypt. That for that, we do have themes. Like the podcast uh, series that we just finished was about food. Okay. Uh, but it's usually about food in different kinds of ways. We had the one of the awards that won was the Syrian shawarma takeover. Mm. And it's really about how, you know, during the you know Arab Spring and post-Arab Spring and everything that's happening in, in Syria, a lot of Syrians have relocated to Egypt, and there are little pockets around uh, uh, around Cairo that are, you know, lots of Syrians. Mm-hmm. And the food is obviously a big part of that, right? And so my my producer Calvin Harrison, who produced this piece, he was looking into that. He was like, "Yeah, there's some really good Syrian shawarma places." Yeah. He's like, "I've tried them all." He's like, "Let me just go test them all." And he was asking people, like, which one is better, Egypt's uh, shawarma or Syria? It's just like, come on. Everyone's like, come on now. So shwar- let me try to explain what shawarma is. It's like, yes. a, it's like a chicken pocket sandwich, right? I haven't had it yet. I'm still oh. trying. I haven't. I'm still. Listen. Listen. Girl, Hold if up. you're in 6th of October, there are so many good ones out there. There are. There are. But, you know, I'm... I'm I, I, I'll taste something I really like, and then I'll be on it for, for months. So I'm literally still, like, eating um, uh, falafel. Kosherie. Yes, kosherie, falafel. And the strawberries here. Yeah, the strawberries. The strawberries here, would, they, they're so good. They talk to me when I'm eating them. Like, they literally talk to me. So I just learned what shawarma is through one of my students. He was like, Miss, you must eat the shawarma. It's so good. It's so, so good, Miss. You will love it. So I'm like, okay. We got Ramadan coming up. I'm going to experience Ramadan with my people here. And um, that's going to be that moment when when I'm good and hungry. And I'm going to go and get the... Because we do. We have a little market right around the corner that sells the best falafel I have ever had. It's so good. Oh, wow. It's so good. But, yeah. So, I'm on my way. Yeah, next on your list is shawarma. Okay, shawarma. Shawarma, yeah. Shawarma. Okay. All right, Syria and Lebanon and all of y'all. I have a coworker that's from Lebanon. And the Middle Eastern, I mean, because, yeah, the Lebanese food is amazing, right? Yeah. I haven't had it. I haven't. Oh, my. What? You got to send me some recs. Send me some recommendations. And while you're gone. And uh, the, their falafel is a little bit different, and it's really good. There, there's so many good 
the the halloumi cheese. Oh man! Okay, so much good food out there. Okay, well, just send me send them to me on the on the WhatsApp. Yeah, and I'll send you a note, and I'll get out here and. All right. And I'm uh, so proud of you and what you're doing. It, it really does take a lot to get out of your comfort zone and say, "Look, I'm going to go here. I'm going to do this thing," and even though you don't know like what you're going to do next, I I think you it would be really in your interest to return okay. so you can put all of that knowledge that you've learned and come back with more confidence and just really conquer it. Uh, this is a place where you can save money because the cost of living is right. less expensive than the U.S. And you figure out how to navigate it and you just put your little change aside. And next thing you know, you have a, a sizable savings account to do other things and right. it's cheap to travel. So I highly encourage you to, yes, go reset. Go give your mama a hug. I, I know. That's what, that's what I say. I got to go hug my mom. <laughs> I think you should do all yes. of that, but I, I, I would really love to see you back here thriving. I really would. Okay. Well, it's on it's on my heart. It's on my mind. Um, I am, uh, and I love the fact that in this interview, I've heard I heard you at the beginning of the interview. You know, asking all of these questions. How do I put myself here? How do I align? How do I? How do I? And I think that's where it all begins for me is to start asking myself, where do you really want to be? Uh, how do you really see yourself here? Um, what is it that you, you know, how do you, and let me say this, I love education, but this, um, waking up at five o'clock in the morning, I don't know. I just don't know. I'm over it. I'm over it, Kim. It sounds like, right. It sounds like you do that. (laughs) So, I mean, I love what I'm doing, but yeah, I guess I just need to sit and ask, like, how do I see myself in this? in the education system here. You know, how do I see myself doing this? Because at first it was just like this big adventure, but I'm kind of right where I was when I left, which is waking up early in the morning, you know, a full day of classes. And um, it's, you know, this is, that's, this the time frame that I, I'm questioning. So thank you for that. And I'm, 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 I'm about to activate it. So you'll yes. see me again, you'll see me again. All right. Uh, well, is there anything else? Thank you so much um, for this opportunity. We are at 30 minutes and 23 seconds. So um, I am, let me make sure I've asked all, I did ask all the, oh, I do have one last question. How do you stay abreast? How do you keep yourself fresh? How do you, where do you go to get your information to know what's, you know, to what's going to happen next or where you need to be next? in um in your field i think that's a good question i don't really know but i i do know that i always discover it and i latch on to it okay and so i'll give you an example of, of twitter you know i've been using twitter for a long time and it was how i met people in egypt before i got here wow. i started following people on twitter who were in cairo and i remember the one guy who was at podfest ahmed nagib he and I always talked because I met him on Twitter and he was a freshman at AUC. So he was coming into his first semester wow. and I was coming into my first semester. And so he always says we were freshmen together. I'm like, <laughs> yes, we were. We came in and we learned and we met each other and we keep in touch. So it's like all those years ago. So my point was like social media, you know, a lot of people weren't using it. And then the Arab Spring hit and yeah. all these other revolutions hit online, uh, like mobile journalism, 
I, I think I'm just surrounding myself with the right people right. who are imparting these new nuggets of here's something to look at. So right now I'm starting to investigate journalism and artificial intelligence. And I, and I mentioned this at PodFest, you know, artificial yeah. intelligence and audio. So that's the thing I'm going to be working on learning this year uh, because it's it, for what I do, it's we have to be on top of this to prepare our students for the field that they're supposed to be media practitioners in. So where they, you know, we want to make sure that they know all the new stuff, even if they don't know how to use it, they are aware of it so that it makes them very competitive as someone who's applying for a position. So, yeah. Okay. Cool beans. All but right. going to a lot of conferences yeah. and just networking with a lot of thought leaders. And we thought have access to so much free stuff now, so it's like jump on that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. Okay. Um, all right. That was it. That was my questions. I wanted to make it. Uh, I didn't want to hold people for an hour. I'm learning that my yeah. listeners, I don't know if it's an ADHD thing, but I'm learning how to give them what they want. <laughs> Um, sure. So I thank you and I hope to uh, come back around uh, for a possible second interview if some things come up and to just hear how your summer went. Um, yes. And I just appreciate you so much and uh, thank you for this interview. So let me close it out. And um, everybody, uh, once again, thank you all for listening. I appreciate you all for hanging in there with me and growing with me. And checking on me when y'all can. Thank you, Kendall, for the phone call the other day. I hope you get that boy potty trained. He needs it. And um, with that being said, it's three. It's thirty-three, thirty-three, uh, thirty-five now. Anyway, be good, be good, be good, be God. Peace.